This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, September 14th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part one of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Hello, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us. I am Megan Latonin with Aviva, and I am very fortunate to be joined here today with the two of the leaders in this industry about to dive into the hot topic of grid modernization, resiliency, and the infrastructure bill. You know, we all know that power companies are scrambling to update their systems as climate change continues to fuel increased and more frequent extreme weather events. We've seen outages across the U.S. having significant economic consequences not to mention the impact on the people affected. According to the Department of Energy, these outages cost the US $70 billion annually. And thankfully, the Biden administration has made updating the nation's grid a priority and the latest infrastructure package allocates $73 billion for power upgrades. This is the single largest investment in clean energy transmission in American history. To dive into this topic, the state of the grid and a breakdown of the infrastructure bill, I am joined today by Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy, the founder of OSI Soft and now Chairman Emeritus of Aviva. Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy is an industry pioneer who conceived the vision of scalable systems for managing industrial data, guiding OSI Soft from a startup in 1980 to a global software company that introduced and supported the Pi system. The Pi system has become the industrial sector's leading operations system of record helping to improve productivity, efficiency, and sustainability in over 146 countries and over 1,000 utilities. Since OSIsoft's 2021 acquisition by Aviva, Pat remains engaged as Chairman Emeritus and Board Advisor of Aviva and is the prominent thought leader on grid monetization and resiliency, among many other things. Welcome, Pat, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. We are also fortunate to be joined today by Mona Sheff as we attempt to break down this bill and the opportunities in front of us. Mona is the Senior Director of Federal Government Relations at Schneider Electric and leads infrastructure implementation, AKA follow the money from federal to states. She has actually read the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act and broken down the segments of funding relevant for companies and states. Mona just celebrated her three-year work anniversary at Schneider Electric and has spent over 10 years in the clean energy space in DC, advocating for decarbonization, energy efficiency, and resiliency. Thank you, Mona, for joining us. Thank you. So let's let's kick this off with a powerful question. You know, Pat, I've heard you mention three primary reasons around the importance and timeliness of this infrastructure bill resiliency, smart grid, and new transmission. With this in mind, what are your thoughts on how the U.S. infrastructure bill can leverage technology to help modernize the U.S. power grid? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. 
The latest economic assessment from the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries paints an optimistic forecast of the future, but the caveats to that assessment are decidedly bearish. OPEC economists, in their monthly report for September, left their assessment for global economic growth unchanged from last month, pointing to a 3.1% uptick for both this year and for 2023. Of the major global economies, India is expected to post the largest economic gains this year with 7.1%, followed by China with 4.2% growth for this year. The forecast for China was revised lower, though, to reflect the strains of its zero-tolerance policy on COVID-19. For the United States, growth is forecast at 1.8% for this year, unchanged from the previous forecast. And it's somewhat surprising that OPEC expects the Eurozone to to outperform the United States, the world's biggest economy, with 3.1% growth for 2022. Demand for chemical products such as plastic and rubber is growing across the U.S., and producers continue to face significant delays in constructing new plants. Worker shortages, stringent regulations, uncertain economic outlooks, etc. With utilization rates hitting highs, producers are under pressure to ensure their existing facilities can handle heavy production volumes. For three consecutive quarters, supply chain and freight transportation disruptions have harmed U.S. chemical producers, negatively affecting customer orders and resulting in costly workarounds with higher inventories. Industrial Info is tracking 225 maintenance-related projects in the U.S. chemical processing industry that are set to begin in the fourth quarter and total nearly $500 million in investment value, nearly half of which is attributed to the petrochemical and plastic rubber sectors. The U.S. Energy Information Administration reported last week that 24% of U.S. utility-scale electricity generation came from renewable sources during the first half of 2022, up from 21% for the same period last year. Renewable generation sources, including conventional hydropower, wind, solar, geothermal, and biomass. In the U.S., most renewable electricity generation comes from hydropower, solar, and wind. Generation from renewable energy sources has grown rapidly as renewable capacity, mostly solar and wind, have been added to the grid. During the first six months of 2022, Industrial Info's global market intelligence tracked the completion of $14.89 billion worth of renewable energy projects in the U.S. power industry. And Chileans voted against a new constitution on September 4th that offered a more progressive stance for the country and could have affected mining operations in the metals-rich country. About 62% of the voters rejected the draft constitution, which was aimed at boosting protections for human rights and the environment. Nearly 86% of the electorate participated in the historic vote. The rejection of the draft constitution is a blow to new leftist president Gabriel Boric, a steadfast supporter of the draft. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.